Hi, this is Raymond from Insert Quest here. Today we've got an interview for you with local event organisers and trivia hosts Josh and Liam Hewitt from Stagwiz. They're going to talk to us about how they built up a loyal community of fans and give us insight into their game design and creative process. I also wanted to remind you all about the Insert Quest here live stream that we're doing on the 17th of November to celebrate the launch of our Patreon. We're going to be doing 12 hours of streaming involving a bunch of our past guests. Uh, we'll be doing discussions, advice, Q&A. We'll share some anecdotes. And of course, we're going to have plenty of games scattered throughout. Anyway, I hope you tune in for that and enjoy this interview with the folks behind Stagwiz. Hi, I'm Raymond, and you're listening to Insert Quest here. Uh, today we're doing an interview uh, with the people behind Stagwiz, which is a trivia night that's held here in uh, my hometown of Newcastle, uh, or my adopted hometown of Newcastle. Um, how about we just have you two introduce yourselves? <coughs> Hello, I'm Liam. Um, my persona is the jailer on <coughs> at Sagwis. I should have gone first. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. My name is Josh, and my persona is the judge at Sagwis. <coughs> nice. Uh, so, I think first off, why don't we explain to some of the people at home who may not have the uh, fantastic uh, opportunity of attending Sagwis because they're trapped in Sweden. Uh, what? Swedish, that's that's our untapped market. Yeah, that's... you've got to get into that Swedish market. Um, why don't you tell them uh, a little bit about what Stagwiz is and why it may not be familiar to uh, the normal trivia guy? Well, it is a... Um, I often... I like to think of it these days, anyway, <clears throat> as, a, as a bit more of a live game show, sort of in, I guess, in the vein of Rockwiz. Of course, I don't have the uh, budget or capacity to have a house band. But I would if I could. That would be pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> it's uh, it's it's basically just um, almost like an antidote to boring trivia. And most of it is <laughs> like. Um, you know, like I've, I've been to trivia nights around town and funnily enough, I don't actually enjoy trivia at all. Which is, I don't know if ironic's the right word, but I, I don't like it. Poetic. Poetic? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been to some. You know, some are okay, but I never liked it. I fell into it. Didn't like what landed in my lap. And um, over <coughs> five odd years, I've just been tweaking it tweaking it and tweaking it and here we are nice he's where we've arrived well part of the reason this might answer my Raymond's other questions that we wanted to set apart from other trivia nights is that you don't have fun at a trivia night unless you're with your mates Mm. you know screwing around having a laugh and not really taking it seriously and that's pretty much where a lot of other trivia nights fall short is that it's all serious everyone's trying to win Really competitive, but that's right. If you get a, if you get a group of people, and they're all, you know, as soon as as soon as somebody starts reading out questions, the mood just the mood just turns to stone like that, and everybody's everybody's got their head down, they're fucking scowling, and 
by shushing other people. I hosted the... I, I took over... It, it wasn't called Stag, it was just called Trivia at Stag and Hunter Hotel. I took it over from Aaron Hogg, who is the the um, hotel manager here. And he'd, he'd been doing it for eight years. Before, just in the restaurant, just on a stage, just him. A nice long table where he could have all the papers. Um, the packs were delivered by mail every week by one of those trivia companies. You know, they send out your questions and your answer sheets and shit like that. And um, Hoggy, as he's known, is, um, would just do that every week and then sort of... He'd make it fun just by... Just strength of his personality. And that, and that alone, because he's a funny guy, was already better than most trivia nights in town. Like, I went, I went, I went to one at a pub I won't name... And it was um, it was a young girl, and she was doing Seinfeld trivia, and she's just she's hunched over, like she can't wait to be let off work, and reading these questions, and she even said she even said Seinfeld. Just, <laughs> uh, the person I was there with, we just shrugged and went, "This is shit." Anyway, so Hoggy grew tired of it after eight years. And um, I started to just show a bit of an interest in it because I just thought, oh, that's, you know, that's fun. I, I didn't have a lot of... Um, I didn't have any mic skills. I, I had been spent time about five years in a band when I was younger as the singer, but despite singing the songs, I couldn't talk between songs. I couldn't speak. I was terrible at it. It was like a mumbled... Uh, thanks for coming everybody have a good night just not possible couldn't do it couldn't speak so I, I learned from about just probably about a year and a half after he hired me to be a waiter in the restaurant and working every Tuesday night that I just started listening and listening to him do it and then he you know, I could see him. it was sort of funny to watch him get the shits every Tuesday afternoon because he knew that he had to do it so I knew that he was getting tired of it after eight years and um, I mean the teams the teams back then with the exception of um, Marty and Merrin because they're the only they're the only two people who have been coming to this thing the, the M's yeah yeah they're the only, only two people who have been coming to this thing since before I even stepped foot in this place I don't, I don't know if Marty does but I've seen Merrin a few times at uh, the trivia they do at last yeah. Yeah. Oh, so might, yeah. I, I get I, I I got the impression from that that maybe she goes to like trivia every guy. She might. Yeah. She's a smart. She's a smart girl. But um, um, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. <laughs> so you're talking about teams that have been doing it for a while. Yeah. And they, and they were just as we were saying, like Matt, huge, huge pains in the ass. Like, like it was, it was just, it was dead serious. It was, it was like they were athletes. Yeah, you know, like, like, you know, you get, you know, how you, get, if you get really smug tennis players, and people who, if if they think you've shortchanged them on points, it's like it's 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 fucking meltdown. It's like people standing up, flapping their arms in the air, like terrified that they might not get a free midi or something. <laughs> and um, I slowly, very slowly began to co-host with Hoggy as he's sort of quite um, softly spoken an outsider and then started to get the mic now and then and learnt 
how to do it by more or less doing an impression of him. Not unlike our situation. What do you mean? I'm your quiet offsider. Yes. Mm. So if I ever retire, you will be my nightwing. I will put on the hat that is too big for my head. <laughs> it's too big for everyone's head. <laughs> it's a very big hat. Mm. Anyway, yeah, I, it, I essentially learned how to speak on a mic just by, by impersonating him. Yeah. Listening to him. And it's, it's still, it's funny because it's still there. And he, he told me about it a few months ago. He mentioned it to me. He said, you say things. He said, sometimes you'll use an occasional expression. I'll go, that's mine. I taught him that. So um, then he finally sort of, you know, took the training wheels off and, and let me go and took Tuesday nights off or just, you know, he'd just run the bar and just be available if I happened to screw anything up majorly because I'm back terrible with numbers, which is why I didn't last long, particularly too long doing it solo. Um, and then slowly just started to just tweak it here and there, like go... When I, when I figured out how to run a laptop through the hotel's, um, like, internal PA system, like, there's... There's little speakers here somewhere. There's yeah. One up, there's one up there. but So not, not like, you know, big monsters like there are in the bar now, but just those little ones which were all around the restaurant. Um, so I stuck a laptop out the back, plugged into the system, and then just ran, like, the remote app on my iPhone and just started doing, just started doing little musical cues, and I was doing stuff like cutting up um, the old cues from Mario Kart 64, so it was like, okay, round one, it was doom, 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 And so that's, that's sort of where it started. And then it just... And it sort of helped introduce a bit more character to it. Yeah, a little bit, because I was working off questions that were mine. And some of this shit was droll and fucking history and geography and, you know, word games and shit like that, which is good for some, but... Never hurts to introduce a diversity uh, in any in any context. That's right. So, um, and honestly, it's been a, it has been a direct. You can draw a direct line between that first moment of. Yeah, I might try and spice this up a bit. I might try and um, put a little bit extra into this thing because it's a bit boring. You can draw a direct line between that and what happens right now. You can think? draw a direct line between that and you and makeup. Yeah. Me and... I like the way it changes every night. There was a lot of... Uh, yeah. There was a lot of failed attempts. Like, I, I, I remember I started trying to wear a fucking fedora early on so I thought I was cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. You tried a lab coat for a while? I tried a lab coat for a while. Oh, that would have been yep. interesting. I had a few failed monikers. I can't, I can't really remember one of not sure. None of them stuck. If you can't remember them now, they couldn't have been too good. That's it. You should bring back Vintage Stagger's intro one day. I think it'd be funny. If you still got that old one. I do. It's still there. Might be yeah, funny one day. There's old, there's old music. Yeah. Old music there. Just to see how far but, um, Just snowball. That was it. And then when, um, when the major renovations in the, in the main bar area of the Stag and Hunter began to get underway and that involved on that corner there with the stages that was the front door yeah so they ripped the front door out that front door is still here it's actually the one that's near the ATM they pulled the front door out and the owner or the general manager of the hotel Mick and Kim Starkey 
It's Kim's parents own the place, but they're not but they're not involved in the running of the running of it. So Mick and Kim run this place and the Royal Federal in Brankston. And then they have two approved managers who run the day-to-day operations and Aaron Hoggers, the stags. That's that's a sort of crash course in you know who who lets me off the chain every Tuesday night, basically. Well, they don't interfere. That's the, that's the other thing, is that there has rarely, very rarely been a time when I've, they've made any suggestions to it. Things have just happened, and they've been happy, and they've been impressed, and there's been no... There's been zero creative control at all. Like, that's, that's a bit weird, Josh. Don't do that. It's more like a... Righto. Just go for it. Whatever. If you fill the room, we don't care. At one point, didn't you stop running standards? No, I I nearly did. Yeah. Um, so I worked after I um, after I worked as a waiter for a while. They moved me over to the bar. This is while I was studying. I graduated communications, and then Mick offered me a job as his bar manager. So that was like you know one of one of Aaron's sort of right hand men, basically. Um, money was good, so I took it, and then um, kept doing kept doing stagways, and then of course the re- the renovations went in, the stage went in, the, the beautiful gigantic um, Bose speakers went in, the lighting rig, all that, and I begged me to let me move it, to let me get it out of the restaurant and put it in the bar and start taking advantage of all this stuff. And then when he said, "Oh, I'm going to get a projector screen and start running movies." I went, okay, we're not doing any more staggers in the restaurant. You have to let me move it. You must. And so that's when it went out there. Then anyway, I got a job offer from the university about in June of uh, in June of last year, in 2015, and I took it and sort of began winding down staggers and thought it was going to be just the end. It was just me back then still, and I did a big sort of campaign saying this is it this is it time to get down here we're on our last on our last month farewell and it was about it was almost the very the very afternoon of that last game that last show that Hoggy convinced me to accept Mick's suggestion of getting an ABN and becoming more or less a contractor and like an entertainment contractor a gig and he, he said, it's, it's, it's too good, people enjoy it, we don't want to see it go, why don't, you, why don't you just let us, name your price within reason, and just let us pay you to do it every week. And, yeah. And is that how Liam ended up getting involved? No, that was a few months later. That's when um, he ordered, Mick ordered more gear for the stage. He ordered a more, um, a more, complex lighting system the old lighting system you just flicked it on and just cycled through different shades of red which suited it at the time but he put in a new one where you could do all the wonderful things that you can do now and it suddenly became a little bit difficult to to be entertaining have a Mac an I'm, uh, MacBook remote in one hand questions in the other and now I had these lights to deal with and I was to be frank sick of marking forms of hate marking I can't stand it, it it's, it's uh, I've been talking for 20 minutes I just want to sit out 
and not think too hard. So I'm, I'm not a fan of paperwork myself. Yeah, so that's and then I had thought about it for a little while and then just said to basically just offered leave a cut of what I make. What did you think of that? Well, uh, I've been coming to Staggers most of the time, really, or as much as I could. So that was the natural development of it. I already knew how you were running it, and yeah. all that sort of stuff. And I was nervous at first. I think our first show was a Halloween show, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. So I was really extremely nervous because back then I didn't know anybody really at the pub properly or any of the, any of the players or anything like that. So I wore a mask the whole show. I don't know if you were here back then, just wore a pig mask. Um, we were going to keep that for a while. Yeah, we thought about it. too hot. And back then we had the table on the stage too, which made it even more nervous because we were sharing a stage and I was on a really hot table. But it was good. Um, we just reconfigured the stage a bunch of times, moving from left to right, and then eventually we decided the table should be on the ground. And that's where it stayed. That's way better down there. Um, She's gotten better since then, really. You kept winning, that was the problem. Yeah, that was the other problem. <laughs> yeah. Because more often, yeah, the, Liam knows a lot, most of what I know in regards to pop culture, so you kept winning. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And then we had a few awkward moments where it was like, oh, it's my little brother's won again. Yeah, I did win that $200 jackpot once, so that was yeah, that's not easy. That's not me, though. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah sport is closer definitely yeah as brothers yeah, of course um you mentioned uh, that Liam knows a lot about like of the same sort of things you know about pop culture um mm-hmm. you guys pull a lot from pop culture uh in the show uh how do you guys decide what sort of things to put in is it just oh I like this thing I'm going to put it in or do you develop that process a bit further do you like oh well I really like this thing but uh, maybe it's too obscure for the quiz or something like that it's quite haphazard isn't it yeah like we do try to shoe on in things we really like but we can usually step back and go this is this is stupid and it's not working there's a mu- there, is there is a point yeah. yeah that's right there is a point we get to where we'll go oh you sure like this isn't this isn't working are we just trying to shove it in there because Maybe it's a maybe it's a show or a, or, a, or some music that that one of us has been particularly hooked on lately, but we're pretty we're pretty quick to recognise when we're just when yeah you know, like a like a like a personal obsession is sort of spilling over into stages and go it's not going to work. If it works, great. There's no stopping it at all. But yeah, it's it's important to recognise when it's just going to seem a bit like. Oh, uh, this must be what you know. This must be what Josh is into right now. Yeah, we don't want that because that obviously that used to be a problem. It used to happen all the time. I don't know, well, you said a very one track line of things. But... Do you, how do you guys um, like plan? Uh, you mentioned uh, the choosing the content and stuff to a degree. There, do you guys just communicate online, or do you have like, oh, we'll get together on this day and we'll talk about what we're doing, or we talk about. Doing that a lot, but we never get around to it. We've done it once. We've done it Since once. We've done Zagwiz. We met up once. It's the quickest. It. Yeah, that's we did right. it in about we three hours, and that was it. But yeah. we just haven't been bothered to do it since then. The rest so. of the time is just passing ideas back and forth. Yeah. But Wednesday, I usually Wednesday Wednesday, I'm sort of over it. And I don't really give a fuck about what we do next week. But then once Thursday and Friday creep around, and we start sort of maybe the odd message going. 
I, you know, Liam's taken over the audio room now. Oh, okay. That's pretty much his. I've, I've just palmed that off completely. That's his every week. And so he'll, he'll usually let me know fairly early on in proceedings what he's got in mind. Sometimes I'll come up with a theme which usually makes it easier and funnier as well. Yeah. Sometimes I just go, well, there can't always be a theme, so I'm just going to chuck 10 random songs and try and make them yeah. diverse so that older people might be able to get them and younger people can, or people of different tastes as well. So we do it according to who's... Like, we don't... I guess it's, we don't pander, but we might do it according to what our... I guess what our audience is like, that particular period I suppose mm-hmm. like we like when we you know we obviously we get a lot of people who are probably as obsessed with pop culture as we are but I mean I remember when we started we there was a, a team of um, near seniors that were showing up for a little while and they loved it they don't come anymore but then we we stuck a, we stuck around in about the golden age of Hollywood just because they were they were winning fuck all and we just wanted to throw them a bit of a bone thinking yeah they might probably win it, but it'll just, it's just, it's, it was just more of a little gesture. And no one gives a shit about prizes anyway. Yeah. That's the other thing. Yeah, I know that when I'm at Stagwiz and like someone on our team starts to get like a bit, um, normally happens in like the last round, someone will like count up the score we've gotten and be like, oh, I don't think we're going to win it. And it's like, who the fuck cares? <laughs> that's it. That's, that's the, we absolutely don't want anyone to be thinking about scores. About, it's, it's the same as when, you know, unless it's a big fuck up where I've screwed up an answer or we've screwed up a mark. That has happened before. Someone's gone, that's, yeah, that's not right. And if enough people... Yeah, how often do you... I mean, I've come for a while, but how often do you get people fighting you on, like, an answer? And what, and what are the different approaches to that? Like, I know that sometimes people call out, but how many people, like, walk up quiet and, like, actually, I think it might have been this. If someone walks up quietly, I'll look into it. Mm. If someone yells out rudely, I'll make fun of it and move on. Yeah. Remind them why... Remind them what kind of a trivia night it is and why no one gives a rat's ass if, they, if they're down a point. If a few people speak up about it, then it's a problem, and we, we halt, we halt proceedings, and we look into it. We, we go back through the scores, and if, it's, if it looks like it's going to be too much of a fuck around, we just give it a point, because, again, no one gives a shit. Yeah. And I hope that no one gives a shit. I think my, my favourite response that you've given when someone's, like, called out, like, I think this answer is wrong, and it's come up a few times ago, is when you respond with, how does this normally go? Yeah. That's like, and then everyone's it. like, "Oh yeah, right." You never. You're making it sound like a train or something. It's like going to a concert and telling the band to play your favorite song. It's never going to work. Yet. <laughs> I've never been to a concert where like a band would be able to hear you yeah, say that. Exactly. You're like, "Play this song." We're not going to change an answer just because. I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure. How do you think this is going to go? Is like the punchline to my first discussion with someone who did that to me. After we, I would say, rebranded and turned from a you know a sit down restaurant trivia into a this extravaganza, yeah, which is um, almost two years old, um, was I, I'm pretty sure I had an exchange back then early on, which is like 
with, which was sort of like, you know, if, if you're going to if you're going to stand up and carry on and be rude, like, what's what's the outcome you want here? Well, do, you want, do you want me to do you want me to crawl? Like, what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, all right. I'll go through your answers and look into it. I think the only time I was a- uh, angry about an answer was the one where it was like, "Oh, what's the loudest animal?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's pistol shrimp. It's, it's the pistol shrimp. It like makes a loud enough noise to like turn uh, air into plasma." Yeah. Uh, and they was like, "That's no, blue way." I'm like, "Well, I disagree, but I'm not going to get up about it because." Sure, I would. I would have. Oh, we Googled it, and apparently it's disputed which yeah. one is louder because yeah. they're, like, in the same range and you can't measure the pistol shrimp, pistol shrimp sound accurately. You said something. That was I would have mentioned that. Right? I do remember that, actually. But in saying that, um, also, about people disputing answers, is the Islamic State. Which is my team. Permanent, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> they don't know that. That is your team, Stagwis. <laughs> you remained on top of Stagwiz for quite some time as yeah. number one or two team it was real awkward the first time <laughs> I think we the first time we won we won like four we won three rounds in a row that night and we felt like everyone was looking at us weird and then somebody like implied we were cheating when we were actually looking at our phones after a round had finished mm-hmm. oh, we, had another, we had a team last night that just blitzed it yeah. Yeah. three rounds won and then they won the night yeah. and now I'm bad an eyelid no, they'll sit down the front too. Friends, not cheating. Yeah. Cool. Um, is, are there any other... We talked a little bit about how you guys divide up the workload. Like you said, Liam takes the audio around now. Do you divide up the workload any other way? Um, are there specific aspects of the pre-planning that you might deal with more so than Liam? Um... I usually determine the rounds. Like we, the, the audio round and the video round are a given. There are and a picture round, of course, and one that's spoken, like just questions. So that's that's the structure. I'll usually make a call, like on what they're going to be. But with the exception of the audio round, which is which is a case of. Liam suggests it to me and I say yes or no or or yes on condition or something like that or he'll send me a video and go here's what I'm thinking and probably 99% of the time I'll go great go with it it's fine but, um, when it comes to the other ones it's a bit more like the other the other two rounds are tricky like the video and audio round you just yeah, you look you look hard and far enough on YouTube, you're running to something suitable. It's just a matter of finding something and then you begin to run with it. Yeah. Finding something is the hardest part. Really. I think I've sat just looking for hours and hours for a video clip and just not come up with anything. Well, and then it's well, you find, on, here we go. You Come find on. something, you've watched it five times and go, I can't pull ten questions out of this. Yeah. There's not enough going on. Yeah. There's been a few videos rounds before where we've been like How the f- what the fuck are they going to ask questions about yeah it is, it is hard other than that um, Stagwiz runs on a keynote presentation basically and I that's mine I, I, I built it I update it every week but once once we lock in our rounds Liam uploads what he's done to Dropbox I go in and have a look I pull it together put the questions together 
you know, print two copies. I print all the other shit, and then um, I just th- throw it into my into my template. I change the titles, background music, um, jumble things up, might move things around. Maybe we want to start with an audio end this week. Um, I drop the showstopper in wherever it's wherever I think it might be appropriate. For the first time last night, we opened with it. Damn it! If only I hadn't been busy planning for this very interview. <laughs> we just we just got past the intro, and then it was like, oh, oh shit, we're doing this now. Let's drop down. <laughs> There's new people there who haven't even played before. Yeah, and everyone just starts standing up automatically. If it weren't for the thing that says "All Rise" on the screen with Macho Man Randy Savage behind it, then well, that was the problem. But is it? it, it it's only it, it's only said all rise for a couple of months. Before that, it was a problem. Mm. It just said showstopper, and I'd have to go get up. Yeah. How do you guys introduce new rounds or come up with like new concepts for um, rounds and things like that? Um, sometimes we'll just sort of pick a round that we've done before, maybe alter the content or like a overall theme of that. Still the same format. Yeah. Or maybe just basically a good idea will come to us and then we'll just run with it to yeah. see how it goes and if it doesn't work and we won't do it. But just a gimmick. The whole thing's a gimmick. Have you ever had a situation where you're like, I feel like we should in- do a new round and we should actively try to come up with one? Yeah. Or is it normally just spontaneous? That's um, coming back again to the workload. Just sometimes it depends on who's doing what. Yeah. Depends on what kind of week we're having. Yeah, if we're feeling up to it. If one of us has more time to do something than the other. Yeah, I mean, we're not... Yeah, it's not like we're a, you know, internationally touring um, original band. We're running a trivia night in Mayfield. Imagine an international touring trivia night. So, um, New business idea. <laughs> so, like, if, if, we're having a, if we're having a week where we're flat out, like, not a lot of free time... Yeah, I'll steal shit. I'll steal shit off the internet. If it means if it means that a room full of between anywhere between eighty to a hundred people are going to have a great night, who cares? Who gives a shit? We're not, we're not up for any awards. So on on tough weeks, yeah, we, it'll be sort of a bit shit and jumping on and. Monday night. Yeah, late Monday night, jumping online, just going, oh, I don't know, or recycling something old. Again, like the, the do the gold bloom round, which we're probably due for another one soon. Halloween show? No. <laughs> which is where we face swap famous people with the face of Jeff Goldblum. Um, you have to try and guess who the original You have to try and guess who the original person yeah. is. Like, that's, yeah, that's, that is the same round as the round twisted features where we sort of take famous photos of celebrities and just mutilate them with um, online software it's the same shit it's just guess who yeah there's there's about there's about I feel like there's about three or four different concept rounds that are the same thing that are guess who but the fun the fun part is just just trying to think of a different way to present it like that I suppose yeah, so I guess that's one of the ways you try to keep the quiz fresh for yourself and the audiences. Are there any other things you try to do to make sure that it um, still feels fresh? 
and still, you know, helps you guys avoid burnout. Every now and then you update the uh, keynote, like the stuff on the projector. Every yeah. And then you'll I'll try just, to update I'll, that. I'll do something every week, nearly, nearly every couple of weeks. I might decide that there's a... I mean, this, this thing, this show, like this... When I say show, I mean this, the file, the presentation, the, the, the fucking three gigabyte slideshow that it is, because it's packed with video... <clears throat> Is some of that shit is right down to the millisecond in terms of timing. There was a time early on, like the real, I guess the real scaffold of it, the real, the, oh sorry, the foundations of it, like when Nicolas Cage pops in and out of frame. Yeah, you know, like that, that, that shit. Toasty. Yeah, that shit. I sat there, I sat there on headphones going, you know, it needs to be point. Five five later, <laughs> and then playing it back, playing it back, playing it back, watching it, watching it, watching it, and then going, like, you know, waiting for that sort of just just the comedic effect, a nice beat, and then of course I'll I'll learn from it by what I'm doing on stage. And that's how I'm able to have I guess an impact in the audio and stop my foot at the same time to make it look like I did it. Is that I learned to give myself that time to you know, celebrate, make a big deal out of it. You won the prize and carry on with that music. And then enough time to put the cane down, turn around, lift up, lift up the leg long enough so that people can see it, and then drop it. And then that's all. That that sort of stuff gets fiddled with every couple of weeks. Yeah, just just because there's a, I feel like there's a lot of shit. That gets that gets updated. That people may not notice. I like to think that they don't notice it, but at the same time, I like to think that it stops it from becoming too familiar. That it always seems to be something a little bit different or a bit off with it every week, like changing the brightness on something, changing the shade of something, like positioning the text, the volume on something. Um, all these little tweaks and then every couple of months depending on how I feel about it it might get something major like a real a real facelift where it's I start looking at really start looking at um, you know like well yeah like major cosmetic changes nothing changes as far as the um, the real foundations go you know we've got we've got Selling, selling tickets like registration time, the rules, <clears throat> the introduction, the theme music, the I guess you'd call it like a monologue, which I which I just do because I love late night chat shows. That's just it. I always want to host one, so that's the whole reason I come out and take the time to say hello and make a few jokes and whatever, and then. We get we get the crowd into it, and it's yeah, and it's round one, two, three, four, a few games in between. The last request is a new thing. Um, yeah, you mentioned the always wanting to do talk, a talk show thing. I had a thing a few months ago where I got obsessed with trying to do a maybe do a, a morning show, an mm-hmm. online morning show, and I quickly realised, nah, it's going to be too difficult to set up. We will shelf that idea for for another time. 
I'd love it if we could televise this thing. Mm-hmm. That, would, that would be fantastic. Televise it in a bigger room with capacity for 150. 150, live band, more a big set, more props. That'd be ideal. But we, we work with what we've got. And what we've got is probably the best the best live music venue in Newcastle. There are others that have it bigger, but none of it none of them have it as good. Like other there are other venues that have more speakers, bigger speakers, but they're shit, they're old. Their stages are crap. They're rooms that were not very well planned. Probably shouldn't be in there. But this 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 setup we've got has been has been so meticulous, so carefully planned out. It's it's built for live music, and we've just nested in it. We've just settled into it, taken advantage of it. You know, I every now and then I'll see Mick and I'll bounce up to him going, "You buying any more new toys?" And then the first time he told me, he said, "Yeah, I'm thinking about getting a smoke machine." I said, "Get it, buy it. I'll use it." Yeah, I might. Oh no, I've been looking at spotlights and thinking about do it. <laughs> Buy it. Get a remote control one. Yes. <laughs> that leader will fiddle with. Just get a new point of people when they talk in the crowd. <laughs> point of somebody's got their phone out. Yeah. <laughs> um, another thing we do to keep it fresh, I guess, is change our paint every Tuesday. Yeah. Our face paint is something we do. And just you talking shit on the fly yeah you seem to be experimenting a lot more with like UV reactive face paint lately well the old the old lighting the old lights on the stage couldn't do shit but then the new ones went in and then we discovered that there was there was a UV setting on it and I think I don't know I must have had something something white maybe I had maybe I had a white shirt or it might have been the paper I think the paper like that's when I first noticed and I put that on UV for a second I was going woo it's glowing and then it was just like neon paint I need neon paint I'm going shindigs they're used to me now <laughs> I lock up every six weeks I need more face paint um, we've taken to social media as well a lot more um, I'm pretty active on Snapchat that's only new it's because you're better at it than me. Yeah, that's another way just to sort of keep things a bit fresh, but definitely not nearly as serious as Staggers, because it's usually me just insulting Josh or something. That's that's a lot of fun because, you know, we... I can't, I can't think of a person, I can't think of a regular that comes to this show that I dislike. I could not think of one. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Back in the Except day, that Raymond guy, oh, yeah. <laughs> showing up early. Back has got nowhere to go. Back in the day, and Marty and Mary could tell you this. Back in the day, that fucking room was full of them, just shitheads, whining, bitter, like, yeah. But um, I guess the 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 fun side of social media is that well, we don't when you guys are getting together and um coming down to the stag we're dicking around with, with more than more cables than we should be sometimes and then coming upstairs and you know trying to figure out what how we're going to slap this shit onto our faces and then get, get organised by the time it's over like 
we like, we we do talk like we do we do love to like take the moment to say hello and stuff like that. But I'm knackered. I'm stuffed. I just want to pack up and piss off. So I th- so I think that um yeah you know, just I guess having Snapchat and that is just a fun way to sort of connect a little bit outside of it and just um to show that it's not it's not as serious as it looks sometimes. And we still think about you guys when we're not on stage. Yeah. You guys have built a, a community um, out of Stagwiz in a way. Um, not an accident. Yeah, that comes back to what I said before about <clears throat> the whole thing of coming to trivia with your friends just to fuck around. Not serious. Not take it seriously. And now we've brought together a, a bunch of different groups of people and everyone's sort of getting, not getting to know each other. And we've made scores and scores of new friends as well. Yeah, like, are there any things that you like actively did to like try and build that community in ways? I mean, the Snapchat stuff and that newer social media stuff, obviously. A lot of self-deprecation, I think. Yeah, is made, is and so constant fuck-ups. We have, we have shots. Is a is a insert, is a Quislamic state joke. <laughs> Uh, I think we started. It was a last request for like shots for every mistake, and now whenever you fuck up, we're like shots. It's just it's just because that because that keynote file is just it's so f- intricate. Yeah. Sometimes when you move something, something else will bump out of time or yeah. something like that, or, or Liam will have to click instead of it happening automatically, or worse, it'll happen automatically when it's supposed to wait for a, for a trigger, a, for a, a trigger, yeah. Um, I marketed this thing with its style and atmosphere, the logo, everything right down to the font. All that um, was sort of was was marketed as a cult to encourage, I guess, to encourage that buy-in from people. To have them, to have them, you know, like we joke about it, like it's it's like a yeah, like it's like a deep south backwoods. Yeah, you know, come and join the come and join the family. That sort of thing. Like it's real, it's real creepy. But the and those moments in the middle of a show when you when you guys point out like how weird would it be if a random person walked through now exactly. and saw this strange ass thing we're doing. <laughs> so part of, part of the reason for that wasn't just because like that's like I love that shit. I love, I love that whole that that gothic deep south creepy vibe like you, know, like you watch season one of True Detective it's that 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 show is all over Stagwiz um but that but that wasn't an accident that was that was to encourage people to sort of it was to encourage almost brand loyalty to commit and to go this is where you know, to not bounce around town going, oh, this week I might go to the last or this week I might go to Krananenka. I wanted people to say, the five of us, for example, the five of us are great friends and we're going to our weekly get-together. And for some, for some teams, it is the only time that these group of friends, groups of friends get together. We're going to choose Tuesday at the Stag to watch this asshole on stage. Carry on. And through, I guess, through the use of shit, just just hashtags, the artwork, like having the posters done up, and just even my choice of language when I refer to people 
I've referred to the room as brothers and sisters in the past. Like that's all part of it, just to get people to feel feel as though they not only are enjoying themselves as a group of friends, which to me above above the charity work is the best thing about it, hands down. The best thing about it is that is that there are groups of friends who choose this as their get together, their t- their time to bond. Um, Forgot. <laughs> no, that's I'm good. Gone off track again. Well, so why don't we get to some of the game design questions that I had for you? Uh, we've touched on a few of them before, but one thing that I did want to know: How do you guys decide how hard to make a question or questions or a round? Like um, the oddness abounds. Uh, round is often like touted as oh this is the hard one and I remember the first time that I was here for one and it came up we got like 9 out of 10 questions right and I'm like oh that's odd harder it's just a piss take now yeah sometimes it's harder that's why I say it at the start I'm like don't expect to win do not don't expect to I said you could I've often said to people I went you might get 3 points and still win this thing (laughs) sometimes I deliberately make that hard sometimes I accidentally make it hard and should have made something multiple choice I've found some of the questions are so obscure that the answers don't make sense and I should have put multiple choice that's usually where I might catch some people but the longer lead, the longer that Liam's been doing it that's coming up on a year so it's been yeah like it's been it's been two years since Stagwiz got its identity I would say and one year since I hired some help hmm. and the longer time has gone on the less the infinitely less you know screening and vetoing than I've had to do now he just he just doesn't I know, I know that he's going to do this do it alright it's become more natural that's it because he knows what I like and he knows what the what the regulars like I know how to make something funny yeah that's right yeah, and sometimes sometimes things might get might get tweaked a little bit because I've, I have been in the habit of of um Asking the pub to show me who's booked on a Tuesday lunchtime, usually. I want a break at work. I might ring up and go, listen, just ask one of the, one of the staff here. Just go, listen, just take a, take a photo of the bookings diary and send it to me. I just want to know who's going to be there. And that might involve, that might maybe affect just the, just the tiniest little thing. And I go, geez, I like I've got a lot of... Um, a lot of geeky teams here tonight. Yeah, we might, maybe, maybe I can risk that reference or something, and it's gonna, and it's gonna land, it's gonna hit. It's that, and I just like, I, I like knowing who's there before I get down there. Yeah, because there's nothing, there's nothing more awkward every week um, than coming around that corner, looking the way that I do, and walking straight to a table of people who have never ever seen you before in their lives who think they're here for a run-of-the-mill trivia night. It's still weird to do that. Uh, How do you guys gauge whether something new you've done has been successful? Uh, It's sort of just asking. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if if, if you just ask, that's that's a valid response. There's been moments where I've gone, is that all right? Just quietly. And people go, yeah. Or I go, is that shit? Is this hard? And either it's I'm sorry it was shit or good. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's meant to be hard. That's it. Yeah. Um, people are laughing. Usually it's a good response. Yeah, or the funny ones. They're are the... making a bit of noise. Or actually, people would just often, when they bring the scores up, say, <clears throat> fuck that round, man. That was too hard. But they'll usually say it in a laughing way, like they enjoyed it, but it was yeah. too hard. Or but, they'll just come and go, that was great. There's been, there's been times where people have come up and said, fuck, that was hard, but it was so funny. Yeah. That's funny Trump's difficulty. Easy. Or they'll write on the sheet, no more of this round, please, and they'll just give me bullshit answers the whole time because mm. they can't legitimately answer any question. I get a lot of that, from, especially from older teams. I know lots of people on my team hate um, true or false rounds because they're like, oh, we don't, we don't know. And I'm like, yeah, we don't know because we're not specialised into one of the two things. But if yeah. you're specialised into one of the two things, <laughs> this is easy. Yeah. That's it. It's like, it's like any other trivia night, which it's a parallel. It's like you can select a bonus round. Because yeah. it might be a round you think you're good in. Last night, our first round was um, 10 of Arnie Schwarzenegger's greatest one-liners. Um, varying Iced degrees of multiple... Guy. Yeah. Code varying three. degrees of multiple choice, or this or that. And, um, you know, there were teams that I could see were having a hard time with it. Back in my mind, I'm thinking, well, fuck, round four is the Simpsons, and I reckon you're going to blitz it. And they did. It just, yeah... So I guess um, variety is also the key there, not to get too... Like, we might go, oh, hang on, this... this we might go like a... We might go like a video game round. <laughs> it's, just, it's just making sure that the other three rounds are, are nothing like it. Because the video, the video game round, guaranteed, will be a, will be a fucking tiebreaker between about four or five teams. Every time, pretty much. So the rest... I've got to be dissimilar enough to kind of just just to make it fair to not you know uh, like I said no one no one really cares about winning but we don't want yeah you don't want people sitting there getting flogged all night they want to we have regular teams who've become regular actually but they get pretty consistently low scores hmm. but they always have fun we always ask them if they're having fun even if they're not often winning yeah there's the other two person team the one that changes their name every time and yeah. they have they're they, shit. they, they very rarely they win get a win I think that a lot of the smaller teams have uh, it, like trivia is it's more likely to win in trivia if you have more people because like you diversify your skill base yeah. so like you see an 11 person team it's like alright good luck not that they, you need it yeah Marty and Marin have one several times yeah before, indeed right? and they're a two person team yeah Marty and Marin always do pretty damn well yeah but they'll um, teams will have shitty scores but they'll keep coming back because they laugh at the jokes mm. they, they enjoy the music they enjoy the music that's another thing people will start people will start to, um, people come back people come back to us about our playlist sometimes which I sort of yeah, throw together mm. curate you guys have started posting that online too yeah just just because people ask yeah. like I've had people come up and go oh what's what's this or you know trying to trying to what is it Shazam it <laughs> well, I don't, we I don't think we want to tell that story we won't go into that one <laughs> it was a fake apology I've ever delivered mm. um can tell it was fake too I'm pretty sure yeah but the important thing is you made it anyway um And now I've lost my train of thought. (laughs) We're just... (laughs) 
Um, I'm just rambling. It's just more. It's been more of a conversation. It's generally it's the way we aim. Good. Um, yeah, that's great. With when we do these sorts of things. Um, something that I did want to ask you guys is, what games do you guys play in your spare time? And that's not just video games. Um, obviously, we focus on role playing games and. That also means we're pretty into board games as well. Mm. Uh, so, you know, any sort of games that you play. And there's a follow-up question to that, which you guys have already heard. But, yeah. Well, we obviously grew up in the same house. And for, for me, that meant a lot of the time watching my two big brothers playing various consoles. Exact same thing for me. I wasn't allowed to really play games for more than a minute or so. Yeah. I was allowed to play, but I, being that young, I just enjoyed watching the story unfold. Because typically they'd be playing games, and I'll mm. eventually play them as well, like uh, Legend of Zelda. Yeah, I had an NES not long before Liam was born. I think I spilled orange juice on it. Yes, you did. <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah. But yeah, Super Metroid. Yep. Uh, Legend of Zelda. Um, yeah, in early days it was old Nintendo. We had, a, we had an NES, we had a Game Boy, which I'm pretty sure is still a mum and dad's. It's fucked, but it's still yep. there. Um, a Super Nintendo, which I'm thinking, still I reckon works. That, does it still work? That's a Jake's room, isn't it? It's somewhere. It's in a box somewhere, but I it played did. it at some point in the last seven years and it worked. It'd be a Jake's room. Yeah. Um, then what? 60. Super Nintendo. Then we then we would have had 64. So it's just it's just like rehashes of the classic Mario 64, Ocarina of Time. Majora's Mask, Lie That Wars. Majora's Mask, yes, Lie That Wars. Sorry, I keep doing that. And then, and then it was, um, what did we do? PS1. PS1, Soul Reaver, Legacy of Kane. My, it was a big fucking deal. My brother and I had yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I, didn't, I only played Soul Reaver. I didn't play well, any we, of the other ones, but I've seen them all. We put that sword into a, into a round one week, wondering who would nail it. And you guys around the team had got it right. Mm. Yeah. So we knew that there was a fan on your team. I knew almost everything in that, and then the ones I didn't know. I, could, I, reckon, yeah, I reckon I could still quote some of those cutscenes. We, I, we, I, I still, I've been like half pissed in the past and looked up, like people have cut those cutscenes together in, like, into a movie because, oh, they was, nice. because they were so long and they weren't boring. You know how cutscenes just drag yeah. on like, like, um, like shit, and, and the voice acting in those, in those games was like, incredible it put like Fallout which has got some of the worst voice acting I've ever heard um, those old Legacy of Kane games like that was they were like plays some of those some of those cutscenes amazing actors as well like Tony J Tony J played uh, Simon Templeman Simon Templeman Templeton um, the other bloke the bloke who played Raziel something Bell Simon Bell and, no Andrew Bell I don't know Michael Bell. Michael Bell, that's it. Yeah, it was funny because he, he played Angelica's dad on Rugrats. Yeah. <laughs> and he plays Raziel. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Drew. Drew Pickles? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, then it was just, you know, PS2, same shit, yeah. same style of games. And then by that time. Uh, a bit of wrestling as well. Yeah, we, we, we played consistently for a long time. Yeah, we, we used to love uh, <laughs> afternoon WWF but then, but only only when it was the most. Usually, with the exception of Stone Cold Steve Austin, because he was just fucking. Yeah, we all wanted to be him. Um, usually, it was like if the Undertaker or Kane were on, 
it was like stop what you're doing everybody in the room we only we used to love pro wrestling when it was the guys who were clearly fake like the real the really theatrical ones not the ones who were like you know greased up muscle men it was we loved the ones in masks and with the with fog and the pageantry the pageantry and spooky backstories and spooky backstories and fogs and wide brim hats and shit yep face paint face paint for a, for a large period of my life I didn't really get wrestling and recently it's kept coming up in my circles that I'm involved in um, like there's a role playing game uh, where you play as wrestlers and it's all about the dynamic between like the performance and the um, uh, like your persona and the backstage dynamics yeah, yeah, and things that are going okay. on behind the scenes and uh, this is Worldwide Wrestling RPG for listeners. Uh, it's a powered by the Apocalypse game. Uh, you can go look it up on Drive-Thru RPG. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, one of the things that sets it apart from a lot of other games is normally in a fight, it's everyone takes their turn. But in the Worldwide Wrestling RPG, when a fight happens, uh, one player controls the whole fight until uh, another player tries to take control of the script basically right. so you're t- you're saying what everyone else is doing uh, and then you can like no I'm gonna I'm gonna buck the script I'm gonna mm. take control I'm gonna change the outcome of the fight by not following uh, the predetermined outcomes and things like that uh, so yeah it just made me think of that yeah. uh, so recently I've started to understand a lot more of wrestling it's still not my well, personal thing but like I can't watch it anymore yeah, yeah. Yeah. But back in back in like I guess you'd call it the Attitude Era when guys like Stone Cold, Undertaker, The Rock were a big deal. We had no we we had no illusions about being fake. Yeah. Like, but well, scripted, I should say. Yeah, indeed. They still it's still a lot of some of, work. of that shit you can't fake. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that that was part of it. We just knew that it was soap opera for boys, blokes, or. Or women so inclined, girls who enjoyed it. Mm. But um, I guess, in, especially that attitude there, it was just it was geared to people with balls, which is a bit shit looking back on it, of course. But um, it's more family friendly now. And then I don't know. I, I moved out. I bought an Xbox 360. And we all just started playing different shit then. Yeah, just Fallout. You know, Fallout, Bioshock. Are there any games that you guys play together now? Occasionally, we still get together and play Mario Kart. Yeah, we've both got functioning 64s. That's the one thing that we're still competitive about. I don't like playing online. Fair enough. I just never been bothered. (laughs) Yeah, it's just maybe maybe it's the old days of Nintendo, but I I love four friends sitting on the floor. Yeah. I have I have difficulties using controllers personally, yeah. so I'm always annoyed. I'm always yeah. like, oh, come over to my place, play Halo. I was like, oh my god, no, maybe like. Yeah. So that is because I like the camaraderie yeah. of it, but I don't like using a controller normally, mm. especially to aim and shoot. I find it incredibly yeah, difficult right. compared to the mouse. The coordination and all that is something you find difficult, or just no, I don't have problem coordinating normally. It's just the controlling on the the controlling a look on the thumb pad is really yeah yeah yeah. Mm. I think that's about it as far as games. We're only video gamers, aren't we? I don't play mobile games. Mm. Yeah, neither. I don't really play board games, games either. I went through a phase where it was like, oh, Angry Birds just came out. I might as well try this and <laughs> did it for a bit. Then it was it was as soon as it started trying to charge me for shit, I went fuck off. 
my nephews are obsessed with that. Oh, game, damn game. That's pretty much it, really. I never really played board games. I don't think I've ever finished a game of Monopoly. Most people play Monopoly wrong. Yeah, that's it. an important thing of note. Mm. I just ran out of money because it couldn't count properly. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> no um, tabletop board games, really. Just, just like, fuck it. Uh, chess and like shit. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, chess. Oh. There's a bloke. Actually, there's a bloke who bloke who works here that you probably get along with, Raymond, named Sean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he can't play stables. He'd like to, but he can't because he's so deep into. A, there's a, he's got a group. They get together every week with a big table. He's got. I've been to his. Yeah, you know, Sean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sean's got little um, figurines and stuff that he really, really meticulously paints, and they're beautiful. Yeah. Like Warhammer and stuff. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah, I used to play oh, that yeah. when I was in high school. But then it became very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> I said became. It was. It yeah. was very expensive. More expensive. But I start at the the Some expectation shifted to me having to pay for it. Some of that stuff's just like bullshit. You're not touching it. Yeah. I used to have a friend who said I he had over ten grand worth of Warhammer figurines. I was like, holy shit. I wouldn't shit. take it anywhere. Yeah. People pack it up and take it off to play, but like you know how much this costs it's staying here in a glass case (laughs) Uh, it's interesting Uh, Robin Williams and Billy Crystal used to play Warhammer together and they had they have like they had like some of the largest collections around look up when you get a chance look up Robin Williams he did a series of commercials for the for the DS the original yeah really Really, really special. It's him and his daughter. Who yeah, him and his named? daughter Zelda. Who we named Zelda. And, and she's named Zelda because his son, I believe, said that she should be called that. Yeah, yeah. But the, the, this series of commercials is Robin Williams and his daughter Zelda sharing the DS. It's just... It'd bring a tear to you right now, but it was pretty special when it came out, yeah. Cool. Well, uh, that's it for me. Did you guys have any uh, any questions yourselves or anything else you wanted to talk about? Um, any upcoming Stagwiz events, perhaps? Um, I think the one in November would be relevant. Yeah. Well, there's two in November. There's November the 8th is the second birthday. Yes. Which marks... Well, it's second birthday. I've been doing trivia for five years now, but... Two years since Stagwiz in its current, I guess, incarnation was born, and one year since I brought Liam on. Mm-hmm. So that's that. I'm really looking forward to. That's going to be that's going to be fun because um, part of the part of the um, I guess part of our part of myself for that event is suggesting that. All this time, we've merely been playing dress-ups and pretending to be the judge and the jailer, and that you know these aren't these aren't real. They're not real characters. We just made them up. But I've been I've been implying on through social media and and with little I've made a handful of little creepy sort of vignettes that have been playing um, behind me, and I pretend not to notice. I know they're there, but just sort of just play dumb, and I watch people looking at it. But it's the whole the whole thing is to suggest that indeed these characters are real, and on um, on our second birthday they're going to I guess take full possession of Liam and I, and they're going to be in charge. And I guess part of the um, uh, you know there's there's the 
there's there's two stories to stay with. The one is the one that we've been sitting here talking about. About you know, you know, I just I fell into it. And the other one's the bullshit story where I you know I made a deal with a, with the ghost of a 150 year old deep south cultist in return for a cool gimmick for my trivia night. And um, I'm gonna play that game. And we since went and we we. Um, Part of, the, part of the deal was the one night of the year he's in charge and then of course I had to sort of tweak that to suggest that oh no actually he had a little brother and conveniently so do I <laughs> demons always have brothers they do yeah so that's 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 going to be fun where um, I have, a, I have a, a very dear friend who's very good with um, with our special effects makeup and She's going to practice on me in the next fortnight or so. Jar of latex. Some. We've got some. We've got some ideas. We have sketches. Cool. But where um, I sketched and said how I how I think, what I think this uh, person, I guess you'd call him, what this person would look like um, if he were indeed a hundred and fifty year old ghost. Of a, some sort of monstrous deep south preacher. Cool. And um, we'll probably find something for you to do too. <laughs> yeah, my fiance is a makeup artist as well, so actually tonight we're going to go home and try out some face moulding as well. Oh, cool. So some paint. Oh, no, it's, it's like I want to talk. I want to talk more about it, but I'm worried about giving it away. It's true. I will be trying to get this up before the event. So yeah. Well, it'll be a, provided um, provided some of the shit gets to me on time. There'll be a there'll be a different costume. There'll be yeah, and of course the show, the keynote, the presentation itself is going to get a, a nice big um, kick up the ass. There's a few ideas that I've had a few ideas the last couple of months that I've just been hanging on to, so that I can just give it sort of one big solid upgrade over the next fortnight. So I'm going to sit down Saturday and start mucking around with it. Nice. Well, we don't want to spoil too much of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it'll um, be, yeah. yeah and, and you guys also have a Christmas party coming up? Or is, or is that still sort of being discussed? No, well, yeah. I hope so. The, the hard thing is is that I, I need to make a deposit to the hotel before I can even have the event. Mm. And that is a deposit that I simply cannot afford. Yes. Um, it's great. Alright. Well, you know, if you're listening, inquire and find out whether the Christmas event is going so out. That's, that's but definitely November eighth. Basically that's the only reason why we can't sell tickets to the Christmas party at the door, because otherwise that's what we do. Yeah, just indeed. Go, Thirty bucks, come in. Yeah. Easy. But um, it's just that yeah, I've just got to I've got to put it up in advance. Yeah. No, so November that's and that's on November the twenty fifth and I've got to I've got to lock down numbers for that one, one way or the other, by like Saturday, Sunday or something. Monday week. Yeah, somewhere like that. Monday the seventh. Not before Halloween. The Halloween show. Yeah, which is the eighth. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll try to have this up by the eighth. Um, <laughs> and if we do have it up by the eighth, that means that you will have time to uh, get ready for the insert quest here twelve-hour live stream to launch our Patreon, which will be happening on the seventeenth of November. Uh, Australian time 
It'll be starting at 6am and going till 6pm. Uh, and we'll be playing board games uh, and we'll be doing a one-shot of an RPG and we'll play some computer games and I'll talk about stuff and maybe we'll play Cards Against Humanity. Um, we'll have guests dropping in from all around the world, past uh, cast members and things like that. Uh, and that's all to... That's all to try and inspire you guys to give us money so that we can keep making what we're doing and you'll get some extra premium content out of it once a month. Cool. So check that out. Uh, but for now, farewell from the past. I'm Raymond. <laughs>